It's Wednesday, January 15th. I'm Martine Powers. This is an impeachment inquiry update from Post Reports. So the next phase of the impeachment process began today. The question is on the adoption of the resolution. All in favor say aye. Opposed, no. The ayes have it. The resolution is adopted. Gentlemen, the House formally transmitted articles of impeachment to the Senate and appointed impeachment managers, the folks who are going to kind of manage the case for the prosecution, if you will, which is what sets the stage for a trial in the Senate. And so that is where we are now at long last headed, a trial of President Donald J. Trump in the United States Senate. I'm Roz Helderman. I'm an investigative reporter for the political staff. So the first thing that happened was that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi appointed impeachment managers, and they include a number of familiar names, but most notably Adam Schiff, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, and Jerry Nadler, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, who were the two who kind of managed the investigation phase when the impeachment process was in the House. And then what do we know about what this process is going to look like going forward? So we haven't seen one of these trials since the trial of Bill Clinton in the late 1990s. And the Senate is allowed to set its own rules. So we don't know exactly what this thing is going to look like yet. What we do know is that this first week with the transmittal of the articles from the House will be largely pomp and circumstance. The sort of reading of the charges, the appointing of the people who are going to be involved, the informing of the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, who actually presides over the trial, that his services are formal needed. And then I think next week, we'll start to see what this trial thing is actually going to look at. There's still an ongoing fight in the Senate over, you know, whether they would accept new evidence and even hear from witnesses who either appeared before the House, uh, hear from them sort of a new in the Senate, or even new witnesses who had not appeared before the House, most notably Trump's national security advisor, John Bolton. And it's worth pointing out that the trial is going to start on Tuesday. And then in theory, it's going to be six days a week until it's over. Yeah. And there's been some debate on the Republican side and in Trump world whether it's better to have a very short trial to have or maybe to have a longer trial that requires Democratic senators who are running for president to spend more time in Washington. But it is what the Senate will do full time until They conclude the presentation of the case, and there is a vote among the jurors as to whether or not the president is convicted, the jurors, of course, being the members of the United States Senate. So as all of this is ramping up and as we're finally getting details on what this trial is actually going to look like, House Democrats on Tuesday night released this collection of documents related to the trial. What were these documents? Yeah. So what was really interesting is the Democrats basically said, look, we did all this investigation, but there's a lot more out there that could be gotten potentially by the Senate uh, if they chose to dig just a little bit. So these were documents that had been provided by Lev Parnas, one of the two Ukrainian-American associates of Rudy Giuliani, who were working with Giuliani, the president's personal attorney, on this sort of mission to find dirt in Ukraine. Uh, Mr. Parnas has been indicted in New York on campaign finance charges. And so his documents have been kind of locked up in this criminal process. But just on Sunday, his attorney got permission from 
the criminal authorities in New York to provide the material to Congress. So this is very much late breaking. And when we talk about documents, like what kinds of documents are they and what do they actually say? Yeah, they're mostly text messages and emails. I think text messages and WhatsApp encrypted messages that uh, Mr. Parnas exchanged with various people. It's also a few other things. There is a letter in the batch. It's a letter from Rudy Giuliani to President Zelensky of Ukraine that was written in May, where he describes his desire to meet with the president of Ukraine. And our understanding is that he was meeting with him to discuss his desire for these investigations. And it sort of describes in the letter how he's coming as the president's personal attorney, but he's still invoking the name of the president and essentially kind of conducting foreign policy in this weird role as a private citizen acting on the president's behalf. Uh, So that was one of the documents. There was really quite a lot there. So if there's this letter from this this lawyer who is an associate of Giuliani to someone in Ukraine basically saying that I am a personal lawyer on behalf of the president. Why does that matter? Why is that important? I think what the letter really shows is that this whole effort to pressure Ukraine was done to help the president personally. Uh, Giuliani says he's reaching out for the president in his capacity as a private citizen. This was not about what was good for the country. And Giuliani is acknowledging that. It was about what was good for Donald Trump personally. And so it really shows and illustrates the way this mission that Giuliani uh, was on for the president's personal benefit came to be totally wrapped up with the U.S. formal and official foreign policy goals. And then some of these documents also mentioned Marie Yovanovitch, who was the former ambassador to Ukraine. Yeah, we learned a lot new about the effort to oust Marie Yovanovitch from these documents. Really interesting stuff. People may remember from the impeachment testimony uh, that she was this long-serving career diplomat that Trump allies decided she was not loyal to the president, and they pushed and they pushed until the president essentially fired her very unceremoniously. Ukrainians who preferred to play by the old corrupt rules sought to remove me. What continues to amaze me is that they found Americans willing to partner with them and working together They apparently succeeded in orchestrating the removal of a U.S. ambassador. I think she was officially recalled in May. And one thing we learned from these documents is there is this series of messages that are exchanged between this Giuliani associate and the top prosecutor of Ukraine, Yuri Lutsenko. Yovanovitch believed, she testified, that Lutsenko had played a role in having her removed. They had clashed. He was opposed to her efforts to fight corruption. But what these messages show is quite explicitly he is linking the effort to investigate Biden to his desire to see her removed. He's sending notes that say things like, you know, if madam isn't removed, everything I say about B is undermined. B meaning potentially Biden. Potentially Biden, also possibly Burisma, which is the company that Biden's son Hunter uh, served on the board of. And there's some other messages like that. I mean, he's really pushing for her removal. He sort of says, you know, I'm investigating the CEO of that company and you guys can't remove a simple fool. And uh, Parnas's response to that essentially is, you know, essentially she is no fool, but she won't get away. And she didn't get away. She was ultimately fired. So these two pieces of evidence, how do you think Democrats are going to be able to use them during the impeachment trial? 
You know, I I think one thing they will do, which doesn't require kind of understanding all the nuances and all the ins and the outs. I mean, the fight right now has largely been about whether or not the Senate will take new evidence, right? I mean, the thing they really want is John Bolton. There's this feeling that John Bolton could really be a very powerful witness. He did not testify to the House. And so put aside anything about what these records actually show. They do provide a powerful argument that there's a lot more out there, right? And that if you were to call witnesses, you would be likely to learn new things. Uh, so I would suspect that to start with, that is the the first way they will be used. As part of the debate about whether or not the Senate is going to call witnesses, they could, of course, also call Mr. Parnas himself. Parnas's lawyer has said he is eager to testify. And so, you know, clearly he has a he has a story to tell if they would call him. And then when it comes to the actual charge of abuse of power, do the narrative that these documents tell, do they bolster the what Democrats are going to be able to say about whether or not President Trump was guilty of that abuse of power? Look, any criminal trial, any trial of any kind is sort of a mosaic of evidence, right? So I don't know that there's any one document amongst this batch that shows, you know, in a new and clear way exactly what the president did, but they certainly add to the overall picture. You understand a lot more what Giuliani and his associates were up to. You understand more how the firing of Ivanovich might have been linked to their desire to get information about Biden. It actually seems as though those two things might have been explicitly linked, which was not at all clear during the House testimony. There was always this sort of confusion. Why was it so important to these people to get rid of this one ambassador? What was it that they thought, you know, they could get if they got her removed? Well, it may be that the people in Ukraine, they were counting on to help them get information about Biden. They wanted it. So they were doing their bidding. So again, I think what this new information does is it just adds to the picture. Every little building block that kind of shows you what the president and his people were up to. Roz Hilderman is a political investigations reporter. That's it for this segment of Post Reports. Full episodes of our show come out every weekday afternoon. You can subscribe at postreports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Martine Powers. Thanks for listening.